Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public hearing that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public meetings. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch our meeting this evening. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our Queen Anne's County website at qac.org live or, as I mentioned, on our television channel, Breeze Line Channel 7 and Channel 507. We acknowledge your participation and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you care to speak, please sign the information table over here to the side by the front door. Comments longer than three minutes may be and can be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino. All right, good evening, folks. Uh, my name is Todd Mon. I'm the county administrator for Queen Anne's County. First, I want to introduce uh, our county commissioners. We have uh, President uh, Chris Corcorino from District 4 seated in the center. To his right, we have our at-large commissioner, Jim Moran. To his right, we have Commissioner Steve Wilson from District 2. Uh, to Chris's left, we have Phil Dumanel, District 3. And all the way to my far left, we have Jack Wilson, Commissioner from District Number One. So the purpose of our hearing tonight is to review the County Commissioner's proposed FY23 operating and capital budgets. I have a short presentation here that provides a higher level overview of our proposed FY23 budget. We have um, much more detail and information on our county webpage, qac.org. There is a link uh, on, this, on this first slide here at the bottom. You can go to that uh, web link at any time and you have a wealth of information for any of those that want to dig a little bit deeper into uh, our overall FY23 uh, budget. So following the presentation then we will be receiving public comment and uh, so with without any further ado we can get started and if the commissioners want to take a seat in the uh, in the front row there in the audience we'll proceed on with the presentation. Okay, as I mentioned, this is May 23rd. This is our first of three uh, budget presentations of our FY23 county budget. And uh, just to give you some introductions, it's our goal to continue to provide sound financial management to provide responsible public services to all of our residents. Whoops, need to click the slide. And uh, our, our FY23 budget reflects all the recommendations from our spending affordability committee. Uh, which includes compliance with our policies on debt management, maintenance of a healthy rainy day fund and our fund reserves, including our revenue stabilization fund and rainy day funds, the use of fund balance and PAYGO funds to reduce proposed capital debt, and I'm happy to report that our proposed FY23 capital budget reflects a bond sale of $7 million, which is the lowest bond issuance in the county in over 20 years. 
Our budget is also consistent with our AAA bond rating. Uh, we are the highest rated on the shore. We're very proud of that fact. Here we have a couple quotations from two of the rating agencies. First from S&P Global. Queen Anne's County has demonstrated resilience in our economic and financial profiles through the pandemic. With our overall credit profile supported by an active, forward-looking financial management environment, we expect the positive operating results demonstrated over the past decade to continue. And from Fitch, our AAA rating reflects strong revenue growth prospects from a growing property tax base, manageable expenditure growth, and a demonstrated ability to reduce expenditures during economic downturns. So again, uh, the best rating on any county in the shore, AAA. Okay, the tax rates for FY23 remain the same. This is year number 12 for our property tax rate at 0.8471 cents per $100 of assessed value. Our income tax rate also remains constant at 3.2%. Our budgeted growth over FY22 is just under 10%. We had $156 million in FY22, which was conservative due to the uncertainties from the pandemic last year. Our FY23 operations budget is $171.4 million. Our revenue stream, 85% of our revenue stream is derived from income taxes and property taxes. Our income tax revenue is projected to grow by 12.4%, and our property tax revenue is projected to grow by 4.2% over our FY22 budget. We wanted to talk a little bit about constant yield. The constant yield represents the real property tax rate for the upcoming year that would generate the same amount of revenue that was generated in the current year. So as assessments increase, the constant yield rate decreases. Assessments are up this year, so our FY23 constant yield rate is lower at .8332 per $100 of assessed value. The current rate at 8. 0.8471 results in a revenue which generates about 1.6 million more than what the constant yield rate would otherwise generate this coming year. And a little bit of history, out of the past 12 years, our constant yield rate has been higher than our tax rate for six of those years and lower for six years as well. So during that period, over 12 years, our, our tax rate has remained uh, constant. This next slide is just a pictorial slide, a bar chart that shows we're uh, highlighted there in the yellow. This demonstrates uh, where our tax rate is throughout the state of Maryland, 23 counties plus Baltimore City. We are the fourth lowest in the state currently. Okay, some uh, FY23 budget highlights. First up, we have our Board of Education. We fully funded the Board of Education's request. Uh, albeit some still declining enrollment. We funded them at $1.2 million above the maintenance of effort, which is consistent with the Kerwin Commission. And I will say that uh, the, the MOE, the maintenance of effort calculation, came in after we prepared this presentation, and it was slightly lower, so we're about $1.5 million above the MOE level at this point in time. We're also pro uh, proposing some public library service expansion and a new mobile library system. Our budget includes funding for new employee recruitment and retention actions. We have the uh, additional EMS crew to provide enhanced services to our South County regions. We have an allocation increase 
for our volunteer fire companies. We are improving our logistical program for snow removal operations with uh, salt browning for pretreatment and GPS technologies for our snow plows. We have funding for the Kent Narrows landscaping beautification project in our Kent Narrows region. And we have several historic preservation projects, including our circuit courthouse, the former Centerville High School, which is now the current uh, administrative building for the Board of Education, and the old Crumpton Elementary School in the North County. All right, this next slide shows it's a pie chart, just gives you a pictorial uh, perspective of our revenue by source. As I mentioned earlier, income taxes and property taxes are the two large sectors. The blue is income tax at 40% and property tax comes in at 45%, so about 85% of our revenue stream is derived from those two primary sources. This next chart shows uh, all the values by the um, revenue source. Um, I'm not going to go through all of these, but you can see the first two there, real property taxes and income taxes. Our third biggest uh, revenue generator is recordation and transfer taxes. They're about midway down on the chart at about $13.4 million in FY23. And these charts all kind of show you some, some historical numbers as well. The FY21 actual is coming from the uh, left to the right. Uh, FY22 approved, or FY23 proposed there, and then the changes from FY22 to 23. Overall, $171.4 million uh, for our FY23 proposed budget. Okay, so on the expense side, this is where the money gets allocated. Uh, the large blue sector is our education sector at 37%, followed by public safety, the, uh, the purple section there, which includes our Department of Emergency Services and Detention Center at 11%. Public Works comes in after that at 8%. And we have a large grouping of other outside agencies at 16% in the light blue shade over there at about uh, nine o'clock, and we'll get into some of those uh, here shortly. So this next series of slides shows all of the values by the county function, by the county departments. Uh, the first grouping is county administration, which includes budget and finance, human resources, to name a few, our county commissioners. That comes in at $8.4 million for fiscal 23. Our community services group is next which includes our Department of Aging, our Housing Community Services, and our Local Management Board at 3.2 million. Planning and Zoning at 2.4 million at the bottom of the page there. Next is our Public Safety, as I mentioned, at 18.8 million, Detention Center and Emergency Services. Public Works at just under 14 million. Parks and Recreation at 6.038 million, and that also includes our airport and golf course. So the subtotal for our general county government is 52.9 million. Then we have our Board of Education, our largest allocation at 64.085 million, and that is the single biggest monetary adjustment uh, change, positive change at 1.525 million for our Board of Education. And here we have our other agencies, outside agencies, if you will, which include our Sheriff's Office, uh, Fire Protection and Rescue, Chesapeake College, our Free Library System, our Health Department, and Social Services, to name a few. And they all come in at uh, $27.2 million. 
Then we have a few other uh, accounts. We have our debt service accounts for the Board of Education and General County Government, which were broken out separately at 13.2 million. And then some other uh, funds, general insurance, benefits, OPEB, local grants, and other non-departmental expenses at uh, just, just above 14 million for a total expense of 171.4 million. So we want to talk about a few budget enhancements for FY23. Some of these we've highlighted already. First is the Board of Education, now as I mentioned at 1.5 million over the MOE requirement. Animal services at $200,000 for additional medical services and animal care supplies. Our library system, 525,000 to fund the Seldersville branch and to increase countywide library services. Our health department, 317,000 to include funding for community health outreach services. Here's a couple for our Department of Emergency Services. We've instituted a LEOPS retirement system for paramedics and EMTs as a me mechanism to retain our valuable EMT and paramedic uh, workforce, 600,000. 392,000 for an additional EMS crew, as we mentioned, to provide services, enhanced services to our South County regions. 289,000 for detention center for equipment and additional correctional officers. Volunteer fire companies, an increase for volunteer emergency services allocation. A drug court coordinator for the circuit court at 96,000 and a local allocation increase for our uh, Chesapeake College here in, uh, in Queen Anne's County, our portion. Okay, moving on to our capital budget. Capital budget for FY23 is 47.4 million. Some highlights here, uh, leading off again, the Board of Education, just under 10 million for a new central office. Uh, a new roof for the Queen Anne's County High School, that's a replacement, and some uh, exterior building envelope, windows and doors and roof at the existing central office building. We've got uh, several roads capital projects coming in at three million, which also includes a parking lot renovation at the Queen Anne's County High School parking lot. 2.8 million for the YMCA Senior Center in Sellersville, which also includes a career and business center excuse me, Centerville, sorry about that. A historic courthouse renovation at two million. The detention center renovation and expansion project at 1.8 million. 1.4 million for additional information technology, infrastructure, public fiber, and hardware. 1.2 million for our parks and recreation department to include capital equipment, design of additional artificial turf fields and landscaping. Emergency services, 600,000 for our public safety network and radio subscriber replacement. 625,000 for our volunteer fire companies for their local capital allocation and a new dog park and restroom facility uh, at White Marsh Park at 200,000. A few more capital projects, and these are largely enterprise accounts. Uh, Southern Kent Island sewer system phases two and three at 7.3 million, and those are derived from loans and user fees. They are not general tax uh, dollar funded for the uh, sewer extensions. Public landings, which are all grant funded, 1.8 million, which includes the dredging of the Kent Narrows. Our runway rehabilitation at the Bay Bridge Airport at 7.8 million. 5.8 million of that is grant 
uh, with the additional covered by land sales of other airport property. Blue Heron Golf Course, rehabilitation of the front nine greens. Public overlays and other utility systems preservations at two million for our public works and uh, water and sewer systems. Our FY23 capital budget funding sources include PAYGO at 5.3 million, grants at 10.5 million, a bond sale of 7 million, which I mentioned earlier, operating funds at 600,000, capital fund balance at $13.3 million, and other funding sources, largely loans and user fees of 10.6 million. Okay, this next series of slides uh, are here really for illustrative purposes only. It's our six-year capital budget. The first column is for FY23, and this shows all of the various projects that we're proposing to fund uh, this year. Uh, to the right of that uh, is the planning years that run from FY24 through FY28, and this provides um, our bonding uh, rating agencies gives us a strong multi-year planning effort via this long-range capital improvement plan. And these projects do change in value and in timing, but it does give uh, them a lot of security how we plan and budget for our capital projects um, in the future years as we uh, put these plans together. So you can see there's um, projects here for all of our departments, emergency services, planning and zoning, IT, Department of Aging, our Board of Education. So. I'm just going to run through these quickly. Again, the, these are really for illustrative purposes. If you want to ask any questions about them, we can certainly uh, discuss those. And uh, so that's that's really the 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 end of the capital section. So upcoming dates, uh, we have a public hearing as tonight, Bayside Elementary. Tomorrow night we have our constant yield hearing, which is a similar presentation to this, and we have our third and final budget presentation on May the 25th at the Sellersville Middle School. We will have one additional work session on June the 7th to make any final adjustments once we have heard from all of our uh, citizens and residents. And um, then we will plan to adopt the budget on or before June the 14th. So that concludes our presentation. And we can uh, now receive or get ready to receive any public comments. So if the commissioners want to come on back up to the front. And while they're coming back up, I'll just acknowledge we have a few members of our staff here. Nicole Hepfer, she's our Director of Budget and Finance. Uh, seated next to Nicole is uh, Director of Parks and Recreation, Steve Chanley. We have our Director of Human Resources back there next to Mr. Billy Faust, Beverly Churchill. Our Director of Emergency Services, Scott Haas, next to Beverly. So um, you can certainly, they're here to answer any questions. Also our Public Information Officer over here, Beth Malaska, so she's going to do a fine report on this after this evening's meeting. So uh, we're glad to have them all here in attendance as well. So thanks for coming. All right, so we have uh, six people that signed up. I will call your name if you want to come up and state your name and where you live. And first up, we have uh, Patty Salins, director, or excuse me, our superintendent of schools. Good evening. <laughs> Um, thank you so much. Uh, uh, as you said, Patty Salins, and I live at 385 Hemsley Drive in Queenstown. And I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you very much. Is that better? Okay. So I just wanted to say thank you very much on behalf of the Board of Education for the partnership. Um, it has really been a good working year. I appreciate our conversations. I appreciate all of your support. 
I especially appreciate the support for what you have proposed in your budget, the $1.5 million over maintenance of effort. Um, not every district has that opportunity, and without that, we would not be able to provide uh, an enhancement to our staff members and salary. So I can't thank you enough for that. Additionally, as Todd spoke, um, there's also additions in there towards our new central office, something I think that all of us together can, can agree on that it's well needed and deserved. And so I appreciate in these times where money is tight, inflation is high, and you're still making that commitment to the Board of Education, and we appreciate that and recognize that. I also want to say thank you um, for your continued support as it relates to other big projects such as the roof um, and parking at Queen Anne's County. Um, obviously, we need to do those things. Sometimes they get deferred because of hard times, and I appreciate your commitment to making sure that our buildings are safe and secure and ready to receive our students. Over and above that, there's some other things that um, sometimes just get kind of off the plate that I just want to say thank you for our continued support for our, our school resource officers. That is amazing. We appreciate them every day. They have such a commitment to our students. They create real relationships with our kids. They are excellent role models, and I honestly don't know what we would do without them. So thank you for your continued support with that. I also wanted to say thank you for your support for our after-school programs. I know that that's a passion for some of you, but it really does make a difference in our kids' lives. And they look forward to that. It's, it's very important to their social, emotional well-being, and I hope that you continue that support. Um, over and above that, I just wanted to say um, that I look forward to moving forward with Everside. I think that Everside will be a good opportunity for our staff members to be able to access other opportunities for health care. And I think overall it will save us money and make our um, staff healthier. So I thank you for that commitment. It's very important to us. We did, did just get notification yesterday that with our LEADS grant, um, which we included Everside in that, that that was accepted and approved. And so we're looking forward to seeing how much money comes with that um, that can go towards that new partnership that we'll have together. So overall, just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to speak on behalf of the board. All right, thank you. Next up is Sharon Darling. My name is Sharon Darling and I live at 103 Maple Lane, Barclay, Maryland. And I am the president of the Southersville Memorial Library Board. First, I want to say many thanks to the county commissioners for all your time that you spend for the benefit of this county. Uh, I, for one, would not want your job. So I definitely do appreciate it. I'm here tonight to give you a little history about our little independent library in Southersville. We are one of two independent libraries in the state of Maryland. The other one is in Tacoma Park. Before we, some of one of our members happened to listen to a budget hearing, we were not even aware of what was being thought about in the county as far as our library is concerned. There has been a library in Southersville since the late 1800s and has been in many different locations in Southersville. In 1946, a lease was signed with Asbury Methodist Episcopal Church South and the town commissioners of Southersville took that property with the understanding that it would be used for a town library and has been since that date. During the 1950s and the 1960s, 
due to uh, financial issues, the county did take over and take over our library. In 1973, a bookmobile services from the county were expanded to the northern end of the county to include regular stops in Suttersville. And they then felt that the services were being duplicated, so the library was closed. The community rallied. The PTA, the Patriots, the town commissioners, the Lions Club, and the Community Betterment Club and a library board was formed, and there has been one ever since. The town of Sutlersville received the deed for the building in 1973, with the town having financial responsibilities and fundraising each year, we have remained independent of the county. In 1989, there was an additional room and a bathroom was finally added to that building. We have met with the town commissioners and they unanimously voted that they wanted our town library to remain independent at this time. We and the Patriots are very passionate about remaining an independent library. We are a Patriot-driven library. Many of them are not just from Sutlersville, but from all over the northern end of the county. Okay, thank you. Uh, we will cherish, we all cherish the, excuse me, the warm reception that we receive when we go into our library. We understand the county library system will again have a bookmobile, so our question is, is all of the services they will think they don't need those services at the northern end of the county anymore. We know we have been asked before and we have definitely always said, no, we are not interested. We do not need $525,000, but would like to be considered for a line item in the budget of $65,000 for the physical year 2023. We thank you for your time. Okay, next we have uh, Barry Deemer. Hello, um, my name is Barry Deemer. I live at 610 Bayside Drive in Stevensville. And you're gonna hear a little bit more about libraries here tonight. <laughs> so I'm here as a representative of the Board of Trustees of the Queen Anne's County Library and want to acknowledge uh, our uh, undying uh, gratitude for the beautiful new building that is close by here. I, I'm not sure which, okay, this way. Uh, our uh, 22,000 square foot expansion of new space is pretty well complete and they are uh, now just finishing up the uh, demolition of the existing building so that it can be renovated as well. Uh, we have received just amazing, overwhelming support for this new facility and can guarantee that it will expand services to our entire community and allow us to be a little bit more diverse in how we uh, 
how we serve that community. Um, so, uh, for the purpose of the rest of us in the uh, uh, in the meeting here tonight, I, I'd just like to let everybody know just how big your support was for this uh, project. Uh, overall, it was about a $9.2 million project. Your support was $5,025,000, which was the lion's share. Uh, we had state grants of almost $4 million, and the library was uh, challenge to raise a quarter of a million dollars, which we exceeded by a little bit more than double. Uh, so that's how the funding is going. Uh, we have about a million dollars of construction left to go. It should be completed and we hope early fall. Um, and uh, I know that many of you have already seen the new facility and I would just invite everybody over there to see what a magnificent job the uh, the contractor has done the planning people the architects and uh, of course yourselves for the bulk of the funds to make it possible so thank you uh, once again uh, and uh, please come and see us Okay, uh, Richard Smith. Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Richard Smith. I reside at 122 Coil Run, Centerville, Maryland. I'd like to occur what Dr. Salen said uh, to support our funding of our budget that you got proposed in front of you. And in saying that, I'd also like to comment over the last year to me, as president of the Board of Education, it's been very helpful meeting with one or two commissioners and Dr. Salen's and staff on once a month, every couple months, to exchange ideas and do information. I think that helps a lot for everybody to make quality decisions and what's good decisions because if you're informed, we know what we're doing and it makes a big difference. And I think the working relationship, our board that I can go back to and your board has been very, very helpful for Queen Anne's County over the last year. I really appreciate that. And in closing, I'd like to also say some of the things that go unnoticed after it, but at the beginning of this year, you all funded a bonus for our employees, which was very generous. And I appreciated that, and I know our employees appreciated that. And the little things with COVID, um, our senior class did not have time to raise money, and I think you stepped up on a couple things, like the prom and a couple things to help things out. And I think the little things I think go unnoticed, but in a small community, in a small county like we are, uh, it makes a difference. And I really take my hat off for the way you guys work together and the way you work with this, this board. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, uh, Bill Faust. Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Bill Faust. I live at 113 West Main Street in Sellersville. Um, I'm also the chairman of the Fire and EMS Commission. I've been here for 12 years. Um, and I come here and I thank you guys every year. And this year is no exception. Um, they all saw the numbers up there with the emergency allotment funding. That just brings everybody to the same level. That 625000 that's in the uh, capital projects money, that's to help us purchase equipment. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Solar, I belong, I'm 43 years in Solar Park. We're getting ready to buy a new piece of equipment 
a new engine, nothing fancy, just a straight up engine. It's eight, over $800,000. So without the capital projects money that you all give to the fire companies and with the fundraising and everything else, they all just don't, it, it goes well beyond the means that we could ever ask for. Now I'm gonna put on another hat. First off, I wanna thank Jack Wilson. He's our liaison to the Fire and EMS Commission, but really and truly, we deal with all of you and we do appreciate it. You are all, all our fundraisers and everything else. So Jack, thank you. Next, I am on the DSAC committee, which is Department of Emergency Services, Citizens Awareness Committee or whatever, I think I'm saying that right, Scott. Um, and it deals with Department of Emergency Services, which is Director Haas, and he has Commissioner Steve Wilson as his liaison. We have been fighting for LEOPs for our EMS personnel for years because we lose all of our good people to other counties because their LEOPs is their retirement is a lot less than what Queen Anne's was. So we've lost a lot of good paramedics, a lot of good EMTs to other counties for just that reason. It, it wasn't the money, it was the retirement and looking forward. So you all fought and got it this year and I appreciate it. We also took a good, long, hard look at the EMS service in Queen Anne's County. It's taxing right now because the volunteers, we are getting a few here and there, but it's nowhere near like it used to be. And because of that, we can't get on an ambulance and we don't have the employers that allow us to get on an ambulance at seven o'clock in the morning and not get back until two or three in the afternoon. Because as Director Haas and anybody else that, that looks at the numbers, you're a minimum of an hour and a half at a hospital to, to unload a patient, get restocked and get back in the county. That's even if you're going to Anne Arundel from Ken Island. So, good, okay. So, <laughs> I thought me and you had a thing where you would just turn it off. But, but anyway, we have fought hard to get this other unit in south. We got a paramedic unit up at 500, what, two year, last year or two years ago, and now we're getting 200 in down south where it needs to be because I don't know how many times a week my phone or my pager will go off and say we're short. We need anybody that can man their ambulances to man them because the county is out. So again, it, you guys are doing an unbelievable job and I wanna thank you all, not only for me, but for the citizens because they don't understand that. And being on the inside looking out, when an ambulance rolls up into somebody's house because they're needed, is because you guys help make it happen. So thank you. Okay, we have uh, Cliff Coppersmith. My name is Cliff Coppersmith. I live at 145 McKinney Lane in Centerville, Maryland. I'm here in two uh, capacities this evening. First is as the president of Chesapeake College, an institution I am proud to lead. And I'm just here to thank you all for your uh, unqualified support uh, both this year and all the years I've been here. Uh, in my experience in, in higher ed, um, I have never seen a level of support from local communities and, to the, and from the state 
that I've experienced since I've uh, taken up the position at Chesapeake. And um, it means a lot. Uh, we've had a rough two years, like many institutions and organizations have in our region, and the support we've had from all of you has been uh, just uh, essential to getting through the crisis. And we have been glad to support our county when, when we can. I also want to thank uh, uh, Queen Anne's County Sheriff's Department and EMS. We've had a couple events on campus. Uh, some of them were in passing because we're right on Route 50, but we have a very important partnership with those organizations in terms of maintaining public safety on our campus, and I'm very uh, thankful for that. Uh, finally, as a citizen, I just want to thank each and one, uh, every one of you. I, I interact with all of you in some respect throughout the year, and I know how hard you work. I know how much time you spend at this, uh, just the time you spend with us, and I'm very appreciative of the service you give to our communities. You know, I started out in my first uh, college degree, I was a poli-sci major, and I was actually a public policy major. And that was basically looking at local government, which of course until now I never really experienced uh, what I've been trained to do uh, as a baccalaureate student. And um, it is really uh, inspiring to me to see how local democracy works in these kinds of meetings and the interactions that uh, our leaders like you have with our community, which of course I see you in, in a lot of different events. And I appreciate all the time you personally spend uh, taking care of us and uh, making sure we get the services we need uh, to live the lives we'd like to lead. So on behalf of Chesapeake College and our employees, I thank you very much for your support and I look forward to working with you in my fifth year coming up as the president of Chesapeake College. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. That is all that we had that signed up. Is there anybody else that uh, would like to speak this evening? All right. I'll pass it back over to the commissioners for any closing remarks. is on okay um, I just want to thank uh, everybody that took their time out of their busy schedules to come out here and, and share your feelings and thoughts and, and uh, honestly want to thank you for all the nice uh, comments we've we've had some uh, budget hearings that have been a little bit more raucous so it's kind of nice to see one that's uh, full of praise um, and, and just to speak to the Sellersville uh, issue we, we are working on something along the lines of what you're looking for and we'll announce it in Sellersville Wednesday night so uh, I, too, want to thank everybody for being here this evening. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't thank the crew from QAC Channel 7 who are working with us this evening to ensure the folks that couldn't be here tonight to be able to watch this presentation. Um, just a quick follow-up on um, the comments that you had made about our library. I would strongly encourage anybody who is here this evening or is going to be watching on QAC Channel 7, go check out the library because it truly is amazing. How did it get here so quickly? <laughs> uh, I'm only going to repeat the comments that uh, my predecessors and probably my successors will make, so I'm going to hand this right on back. I do. I too also want to thank everybody for showing up this evening, as small as the crowd may be. Uh, it, it, it is a sign of a healthy county and I think that uh, you know we're able to fund a lot of different things uh, that are all beneficial to the citizens of Queen Anne's County and we look forward to continuing that trend all right thank you everybody for coming uh, I don't think I have anything to add after everybody else speaks um, I appreciate it and everybody who hasn't made it yet uh, Tuesday Wednesday next opportunities to come out and let us know your thoughts on the budget if you can't come out 
you're watching on TV, feel free to email us or call any of us with any of your concerns or things that you like. We'll, we take both complaints and compliments. So thank you very much. And uh, with that, I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Make a motion to adjourn. That's it. All in favor? Aye. Bye. All right. Thank you.